Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakthroughs with Brie. On this podcast, we are discussing all of the topics that help us have breakthroughs on our personal and spiritual development journeys. My name is Brie, otherwise known as Healing with Brie, and I'm a channeler, energy healer, tarot reader, astrologer, and soul alignment coach. My mission in my work and in this podcast is to help teach people how to shift their consciousness, how to heal, and how to release beliefs and patterns and fears of their ego mind so that they can step into alignment with their soul to live lives of abundance, purpose, and bliss. In these episodes, I will be sharing either through my own lens and my own channel or through the experiences of my guest, wisdom and expertise about healing, spirituality, psychology, personal growth, holistic wellness, mysticism, consciousness, and so much more. My hope is that these conversations help you feel seen and provide support and inspiration for you with your own personal breakthroughs. I hope you enjoy this episode. Everybody, we have a guest today that I am so excited for you to meet. I'm so excited for all of the things this conversation is going to unravel because I know that it is going to be so fun. Today, we have a spiritual and manifestation coach who has taught and guided over a half a million people on how to have a soul level glow up with manifestation. Today, we have my manifestation coach, Jackie Winkler. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello, you guys. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here, Brie. It's been amazing getting to know you over these last few months. I'm so excited to be here in your world and your sphere now and just riff and share all of the goodness that we have to share. That's exactly the best way to put it, to riff and share all the goodness. That's that's what, that's the agenda for any podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, before we get into all of the wonderful parts of your story and our topic today, let's go through the things that my listeners love to hear about. Any guest, get to know you right on the top. First, I'll have you share your pronouns and where you're located in the world. Okay, pronouns are she, her, located currently in Dublin, Ireland. That will change in two weeks as it usually does. So by the time you're listening to this, maybe I'll be someplace else, but... (laughs) Always somewhere. Always on Earth. I love that. <laughs> always on Earth. <laughs> always on Earth. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, so for the next one, whichever one you want to share first, your big three in astrology or your human design. Okay. Big three, of course. Taurus with a Vir- oh, Taurus sun, Virgo moon, and rising. Um, human design. I am a generator. Um, I think two, four was my gates or whatever i don't really know that much about human design but i know i'm a generator and i'm the hermit and the opportunist um and then you did say enneagram i am an enneagram girly hardcore so i'm a four wing three um till i die for sure (laughs) um yeah i love that i'm a i'm a two wing three or Yes, two wing three. Or maybe I was a three. Okay. It, it like swapped. Like there was one time where like the achiever was like the thing, you know, as I feel like it was for a lot of us. And then totally. I feel like I settled into like more of the helper, which I think is what the, mm, I don't the know two. which one. The two. Yeah, yeah I settled two. I settled into that one a little bit more. I think that's a little bit more of like my natural, but those skills I built up in the achiever one, I still, I still leverage. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we really I love the Enneagram. Yeah, super helpful. Um, the other ones would be Myers Briggs, or if you know your personal numerology. 
Okay, I yeah, I'm okay. So my Myers Briggs, I think that I've scored either INFP or ENFP like 50 50 times, like can't decide, yeah. depends on the day. Um, but the <laughs> NFP part is always stable. Um, and for personal numerology, I think I'm a three, I could be wrong though. Um, but I think I'm a three, I don't Love. know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> The three, if if that is your number, it's a lot about connection and communication, but also flow, um, mm. collabor like collaboration, teamwork. It's got a little bit of like a Gemini feel to it. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a really cool number. I'm a five, so I'm in the odd numbers with you um, mm. on that one. Uh, yeah, and for the uh, Myers Briggs, actually, my old job, I did like a whole training on it, and like it was like a team building exercise or whatever. And I learned that I'm right in the middle because the way they score it is like a percentage, right? So maybe you're like a eighty percent N, and like a thirty yeah. percent, you know, like whatever, right? And I was literally like forty nine fifty one for three of those ones. So I, the most recent mm. one I scored was an INFP, but before then I had been an ENFJ. Right. So the like I and the P and then the E and the J, like I was basically like right on the 50 50. So I know exactly what you mean when you say that you flip flop totally. back and forth a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like depends on the day, depends on the phase of life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, who knows? We'll see. I think we can all, I think they're always a little like malleable um, with time. That's my totally. personal opinion. I don't know if that's true or technically right thank you for sharing all of that with us um I love my little earth sign queen that you are um we we bonded a lot about this when we were working together um during the coaching container that I had and just recently finished up with you about like how our Virgo just like we understand each other we really truly get it <laughs> we yeah. have to laugh at some of the tendencies but also <laughs> like my Virgo placement is one of my favorite things about my whole chart and I love finding other people who are like super in their earth energy in a really empowered way because it's a really badass um element to have strong in your chart you know totally yeah, I love that. I love being an earth girly. Like I really, really do. I think that it, it's, I don't know what I would do without it. It's like, can't live with it. Can't live without it. Specifically the Virgo. Um, I think Taurus is my saving grace because almost all of my planets are in Virgo. Um, but we love her. Like we love, <laughs> we just, we love her. She's so organized. Like, wow. Yeah. She's, she's really something. <laughs> yeah, she really is love it <laughs> um thank you for that um okay so next I would love for you to tell everybody a little bit about your story you're this badass manifestation coach social media icon you know <laughs> wow oh my gosh okay, nomadic yes. traveler of the world you know living all of the adventures and seeing all of the beauty in the world which we love to see but of course we know there's more to the stories than just just what is on the surface. So I would love to hear a little bit about your story coming into this work and whatever you feel called to share with us. Oh my God. Yes, totally. Um, so the journey has been unexpected. I will say I did not start off or think that I would ever be a manifestation coach. Like if you told me five years ago, you're going to be a manifestation coach on TikTok and Instagram, I would be like, what are on earth are you talking about? Um, so it began definitely, um, I, well, I grew up in a very spiritual home. My mom was a, a Course in Miracles lady, big time, very spiritual, like very esoteric and metaphysical, 
and I grew up around it a lot. Um, but definitely, you know, some, some difficulties growing up. So got really into like drugs and psychedelics when I was younger, um, kind of like lots of toxic, bad relationships, just didn't just was kind of aimless, like wandering through life, didn't really know what my purpose was, what my path was, knew I had a lot to share, didn't know what that was or how to do it. Um, then found myself in a particularly um, rough enmeshed relationship that almost was ended up in marriage and didn't thank goodness. Um, lots of love for that person though, but just like wouldn't have worked for either of us. And um, afterwards I was just like, that doubts it like it's do or die right now I'm either gonna be that I'm either gonna keep habitually repeating these patterns or I'm not um so I chose something different I had always known about manifestation like when I was 11 I remember watching The Secret and was just obsessed with it and like really got into it at a very young age and then kind of forgot about it and then after this breakup was like let me just try anything um so I got back into therapy. I started really getting obsessed with manifestation. I tried everything. I like invested in the courses. I was reading the books, listening to the podcasts and um, started doing EMDR and started doing the subconscious reprogramming stuff that now we do in session. And literally my life changed like so quickly. Uh, in about four months, I was like living a different existence and I really could feel an internal shift that felt permanent. Um, and started like I wanted to manifest a following I was like let me just see if I can do this I just started posting um kind of didn't have any intention about manifesting a following just wanted to see if I could do it and like within two months we were at 150,000 um just like manifestations were like rolling in and I felt like I was like okay obviously I have something to share here so I kind of fell into coaching so people were just like do you do you coach and I said well I guess you know <laughs> I started off um I started off that way and then it just evolved and now it's honestly like amazing it's a dream come true I love this work I love getting to meet people I love witnessing their transformations um and yeah it feels really super super aligned and amazing and life is life is honestly pretty great stable totally different um been sober for a long time healthy relationships like it's good across the board and I just like love sharing that with with other people and seeing them transform that way too so that's the story <laughs> I love it I love it and I have to say too that I really really value um how people's stories and backgrounds create their impact you know, like I, I feel fascinated by that on one hand, but also it's so meaningful. I know um, in the program that I did um, with Jackie, it's her manifestation one-on-one program. So I went through her modules and then we also did one-on-one -on -one coaching together, which was a fantastic combination. Um, but in your modules within manifestation during a couple different parts of it, you know, where we were talking about doing, you know, some deep self-work, you acknowledged um, experiences with really toxic relationships or maybe like intense struggles with money or struggles with addiction and how those things um, can be transformed, right? Like how you can move through those things and how manifestation can be something that doesn't like bypass those, but it can still like give you sort of an avenue to move out of them you know, like move into a different chapter. And I found that so moving because I haven't found a lot of people in this spiritual, like 
you know, world industry, like a ton of them who are really, really willing to talk about those kinds of experiences and talk about how they paved the way into what feels like a more healthy and like grounded version of their life, you know, and in a way that's not full of like shame or like demonizing that part of their life either, you know, and like, if we're just going to be real for a second, like the majority of people on this planet right now have either struggled with one of those things or have a loved one who struggled with one of those things. So it feels like such a disservice to not acknowledge the presence of those things and to not have a certain amount of, I don't know, like grace and just like honesty about it. Because if we're not talking about that, then we're also not having the conversation about how possible it is to create change. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I actually love that. Something that I think is, um, I think this is a, it's funny, I actually haven't worked a lot with the universal laws, like the 12 laws of the universe, but I'm pretty sure that one of them and something that you see all throughout different spiritual and esoteric and religious practices is the as as above, so below concept, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, where it's like every seed of quote unquote failure, there is an equal but opposite seed for um, success. Every for every rea- reaction, there's an or action, there's an equal but opposite reaction. And I think that the same goes for people's lives, where like you see, it's like in our in the cave that we fear to enter is the treasure we seek. I think is a Joseph Campbell quote. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like the places that are the darkest and the hardest to get through are um, the the most incredible like alchemical spiritual transformations that we can undergo because when we're struggling, it's like if you're if you're out there listening to this and you're struggling with something deeply or even not so deeply, like the extent to which you're struggling is also the extent to which you could have an incredible transformation because mm-hmm. you have that like equal but opposite thing it's just like kind of a law of the universe so so I love sharing because it's like yeah if you're down in the dumps you can like literally have such an incredible turnaround I think it's actually like almost to your benefit (laughs) yeah (laughs) like make it messy universe that's fine I'm ready for the upswing (laughs) totally absolutely yeah and it's like eventually we it's good to, to balance it out but um yeah I think that that's when you see the most inspiring incredible stories are people who've really like really really struggled and and turned that around um like those those stories go on to inspire generations you know so oh my god please share them if you're if you're not doing well and you have a turnaround like people need to hear that (laughs) totally percent and I love specifically that you called out that like once you decided that you were ready to make a change and that was both open to it as well as ready to start taking action. Right. Cause it's yeah, kind of like totally. both of those pieces have to be there. Um, once you really put it in action four months, like, I feel like some oh, people yeah. have this story that healing and change has to take years or something, you know, it has to be six months later or like five years later or whatever. And that's just not true. And I feel like that belief can be such a disservice to people and can kind of like dampen the hope that their soul is trying to show them, you know, that real deep change, like true transformation can happen actually rather quickly. Oh my God. 100%. Like, um, change can happen in a day, in an hour, in a, in a week. I mean, even think about like how change occurs. You can have, um, one type of life and then one second something happens and then that comp- that life is completely different you know for better or for worse um 
Uh, like I've had days where I was completely broke one day and then I like had a, a 30k launch and just had like 30k all of a sudden, you know, like it really, like it's really, um, it's, yeah, it's really just our current reality really says nothing to like what is possible for us. And, and I think for a lot of people too, it's just, you have to have the right tools. You have to have the right catalyst, you know? Like certain things might take a really long time to work through, say, in talk therapy for for someone, and then they go to a retreat and the issue is solved in three days or a weekend or something. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really just like finding the tools that work for you. And if, if people haven't found those tools yet, just keep keep on searching because there is – it's not a one-size-fits-all thing, um, but there is something for everyone for sure. Totally. I found yeah. too that like once – when I'm clear about what it exactly is that I want – options start flowing in like literally options not even just like a one like here's one thing but like many things and I'm clear that like this is the kind of support that I want maybe specifically I want it to be within this budget or I want it to be about this period of time or I want the experience to be one-on-one -on -one or a group or whatever like you know what I mean like when I say or like yeah. this is the one thing I want it to help me with immediately immediately things start yeah. coming in and then it just becomes a question of like okay like am I ready to move? Like, which, yeah. Like which one do I want? Like, which one is my, totally. is my heart getting excited about doing, you know? Um, and, and that it makes, it makes total sense that we would just need a little support. We'd need a little help. Um, and I feel like a lot of times if people are experiencing what they might call delays in some of their transformation, maybe it's because they're trying to do it all themselves and yeah. that just doesn't make sense. You know, <laughs> like the first time you're doing something. Um, and especially if you're feeling, if you're feeling like you're not, getting it like right away it makes perfect sense that sometimes we just need a little bit of support you know yeah 100 yeah <sighs> okay well we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back in and we're gonna talk about the importance of pleasure in life and also in manifesting <laughs> can't wait <laughs> Hi everyone, quick break from the episode to make sure that you know about my newest group coaching program, Flow Master, which is going to be starting in March of 2024. This program is gonna be so exciting because it's gonna be helping to teach you how to release control, perfectionist, force, and hustle energy so that you can learn how to live a life that's led from your intuitive flow. When we're living our lives from this intuitive flow, we're actually able to be more effective and more present in our lives, and we're able to experience much more ease, peace, and freedom. I'll tell you what, I have had quite the experience battling with my inner perfectionist, my inner control freak, who is trying to force things and terrified of things that might go wrong and not getting the things that I want. And I've learned a lot about how those types of energies are really just coping strategies to avoid the things that we're afraid of happening and trying to make the things that we want happen, happen for us. But I'm here to tell you that there is a new strategy. There are alternative strategies that you can use that are not fear-based and therefore not going to zap your joy and zap your physical health and make you tense and make you snappy and close up your intuitive channel and have all of those negatives to it. There is another strategy that you can use to get the things that you want to avoid and manage and navigate the things that feel uncomfortable or that you don't want, that during the whole time that you're navigating that, you feel like things are actually easy and you feel deeply at peace and you feel like you're connected to your sense of freedom and your sense of power. And that is this flow master strategy. That's this flow master program, which is really, again, living from that intuitive soul led place and navigating your life from that sense of flow. 
in this program, there are going to be online modules that are teaching you all the things that you need to know to release those old things and what you can replace them with. It's going to be giving you tools and practices that you can use again and again. I'm going to be teaching you my flow formula so that you actually have a system and a process that you can go back to to see where am I out of flow and how can I recalibrate. You're going to be getting connected with a whole group of individuals that are like-minded and really wanting to work towards this kind of energy as well, both in a weekly Zoom coaching call with me, as well as a community messaging forum throughout the whole duration of the program. By the end of this program, you're going to finally see and know how to be in your life in a way that just feels easier, that does not feel like it's so much of a struggle and it's so exhausting all the time, where you again can feel a sense of safety and trust that the things that are really important to you are happening for you and you're working towards them. You feel trust about if things that are quote unquote bad or unexpected come up, how you can navigate those and still be in a really heart-centered place where you're led by your intuition and you're so freaking magnetic to the things that you're trying to manifest. If you are interested in learning more about this group program and working with me in this group container, I highly encourage you to go into the link in the show descriptions to check out how you can sign up and more information about the program, or you are welcome to DM or email me with whatever questions you have. I'm so happy to answer them. And now I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Now for the fun part, let's talk about the importance that pleasure can play in manifestation, which I think might be a little bit surprising to people to hear. Um, But once you hear more about it, it's going to make perfect sense. Um, One of the parts of Jackie's Manifestation 101 course, which I think is so fabulous, it's a bunch of video modules, you know, activities that you can do. She has this really stellar meditation that she calls vision embodiments, which bring in her sort of like hip, like it's like a hypno like therapy sort of thing with guided visualizations. There's definitely an energy element and like you're reprogramming a bunch of stuff that's in there too. In general, fabulous, fabulous programs that she has with all of those pieces in there. I I tee this up to say one of the modules and one of the elements was about the importance of enjoyment and pleasure um, as a part of manifestation. And I loved learning about this. Hearing this made something click in place within inside, like within me, my soul. Sometimes I hear things and my soul's like, yes, pay attention to that. You know, like that's true. And I'm like, oh yes, of course that's true. How come I've never thought about that before? You know? Um, and so anyway, that was the, that was the ignition to the inspiration to have Jackie on to talk more about this. So I'd like to turn it over to you, Jackie, tell me a little bit about how you came to really think of and understand this element of manifestation and really be able to teach about its importance. Oh my gosh. Yes. So actually I would say that the practice of pleasure was one of the biggest things that jump-started my personal like self-growth and spiritual journey. I the first course that I ever invested in was a like kind of feminine embodiment self-pleasure uh practice course by a creator called Luna Dietrich. Um and it was like honestly the first time that I ever felt like I allowed myself to sit with what was going on in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, What that did actually, and this is like uh, the creator herself, she completely, what's it called? Debriefed us on this, but I I just like didn't really 
know myself well enough to know what to expect. But actually, the course itself kind of sent me like down a pretty deep spiral for a while because it triggered like actually learning to sit with my body like triggered a lot because I remember we, she had a module on trauma. And then she was like, just want to let you know, if you have trauma, you should skip over this. And I was like, oh, I don't. I'm fine. And then I did it. And then like, I was like, oh, wait, I <laughs> jokes on you. Like, a lot. Yeah. Like, um, so it really kind of put me in like a dark place. And then pleasure was also one of the things that got me out of that. Um, so once I was able to work with a practitioner, like a professional that helped me sit with what was going on in my body and like learn to tolerate the discomfort, I was able to open myself back up to that course and another course by a creator called Lucy, Lucy Lamp. Um, and really what this was, was just the, the concept of sensitizing your body to what feels good. And this immediately also clicked for me because it made me realize that um, we are programmed really physically, emotionally, mentally throughout our lives to constantly strive for more. And this is a lot of what manifestation is phrased as. It's like you have this thing that you want and we're going to do all of these things to get it basically. Um, with a pleasure practice what this really trains your body to do is to learn that you have an abundance of something that feels good right now. Um, so, so basically it's like when I started doing this pleasure practice, like very quickly, I started to notice that I was befriending my body, um, that my manifestations were happening so much quicker that I had de-pedestaled them from where they were before. Like all of these things that I was like, oh, I have to, at the time, a lot of it was money actually. I was like, oh, I have to have money, money. Like I'm, I was like living with my mom at the time. It was just like, I'm so, I don't know what to do. Like I just need the money to be independent. And through a pleasure practice, it was the first time that I was really able to actually appreciate and, and enjoy what was going on in my life because I was able to appreciate and enjoy what was going on in my body. Mm. Um, and you know, I think that there's a lot of, you can go really deep with manifestation in a pleasure practice. There are realms that I have not even dipped my toes in, like sex magic, like that's definitely a real thing. Um, and there are things as simple as like mindfulness and being mindful of your emotional vibration and using it in that way. So the pleasure practice that I teach is kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, but and you see this all over TikTok with like the orgasm method like it really goes like quite deep you know yeah <laughs> um, but but I think that there's really something to be said for learning to sit with what feels good in the body and increasing it no matter how small um, or seemingly unimportant that sensation might be and the speed at which this transfers over into kind of your emotional vibration and what you tend to call in is uh remarkable <laughs> yeah so that's yeah that's been the kind of the journey so far with with a pleasure practice and how it calls manifestations in I love this and there's just so many parts of this I love one of them is that I feel like us getting really connected to our body is us getting connected to like the ultimate manifestation. Like our physical body is the ultimate manifestation of ourselves and our experience because it, it is our physical form. You know, like it's, mm -hmm. it's our, it is us in material. 
you know? So like, it's like the first manifestation, <laughs> you know? And it's totally. also like the vehicle that we can use to call in more external circumstances, more external manifestations. Right. So I think that again, just like on a, on like a, uh, intellectual level, it makes perfect sense to me that our ability to be so connected to our body and to its sensations and to be able to yield this tool of the sensations we feel in our body as like the most powerful signal out into the universe for the things that we want. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing that I talk a lot about is about us having to train ourselves to feel the way that we want to feel in life, right? I think a lot of times people sort of assume that we have the capacity to feel good, like just because it's a positive emotion that might, you know, be technically good for us. Like that does not mean our body knows how to hold that sensation. That does not mean it feels safe to us, right? Like it doesn't mean that like we just default can be in a state of joy or that we just default can be in a state of peace or that we can just default be in a you know state or in a dynamic of, of healthy love, right? That's just not true for a lot of people, especially as they've grown and like collected experiences that make their body feel a little bit different about that. So I think that it's also so wise to intentionally teach your mind and teach your body to focus on pleasurable sensation, like enjoyable sensation, enjoyable experience, because of course that would translate to everything else. And then my mm -hmm. last thing I wanted to say just on, on, um, this first part that you shared, I also love that you talk about the fact that pleasure is not necessarily sexual. Like some people, yeah. I think, think like hear the word pleasure and think that that only means like sex and, and like that sort of thing. Right. Which it can be, it's a very powerful mm -hmm um, manifestation of it, I guess you could say, but pleasure can also just be through your senses. Yeah. It can just be like, sensual and not sexual, you know, like the S versus the K there or the S versus yeah. the X there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It can really be as simple as like, like, and this is what I start clients off with, like in session, obviously I do recommend sexual pleasure practices for manifestation just because it's so easy. It's like the easiest, most accessible, like we all know, like that feels good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then when in, in session, like when I'm, uh, teaching it to, to clients, we start with like, well, how good does it feel to sit down right now? Like notice, like really notice all of the points of contact that are, that are touching the chair beneath you. And like, maybe you have a, like, maybe that feels warm and comforting. And like, maybe you have a sweater on that's like keeping your body in a really comfortable temperature. And like, how can we ease into that? Um, so yeah, it's really, it doesn't have to be a sexual thing at all. It can 100% just be something that is like based in tuning into the senses that are here in a really sensual way this could be like taking a shower um eating a good meal washing your hands and when we learn and this is like the most important part of a pleasure practice is when we learn to sensitize our bodies to those things that is not only what calls the wealth in but that's what makes it enjoyable um so many of us think that when we get the manifestation um or the especially financial abundance or something that we're going to get it and we're just going to be like ecstatically happy and we're going to enjoy it. And um, there is so much evidence to us that shows that that would not happen at all. You know, there are so many billionaires and millionaires who have literally everything that they could possibly want and it's still not enough. Um, and you can see that reflected in 
I'm like, don't even get me started about this. I could rant about this forever. But you can see our disconnection from our bodies and pleasure everywhere in the world. Um, you can see how demonizing pleasure over time has brought our society in a certain direction where it is never satisfied with anything, um, has lost its connection to its own body, like the earth. <laughs> um, and it is completely in this realm of like mental ether where uh, it's the pursuit of knowledge at any and all costs, you know, and, and it's, it's unsatisfying because we're unable, we have too much guilt physically around enjoying pleasure. And when you have guilt about something, it makes it impossible to be satisfied by what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So like, if you are not satisfied with the feeling of washing your hands and how good the hot water feels on you, or how nice it feels to take a sip of water or even take a big deep breath in, you are not going to be satisfied when you get the million dollars. You are always going to be wanting more if you can't learn to enjoy the small things. Um, because eventually our manifestations turn into small things too. Like the big manifestation that you got, if you're still on this journey and you're still manifesting like more, which most of us are, that's going to be like nothing pretty soon. Mm -hmm. So you better get used to enjoying the little things because your big manifestations will turn into little ones pretty yeah. soon, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a whole rabbit hole. Yeah. Ugh. I love everything that you just said. And I, again, another um, approach that you have in teaching manifestation is really acknowledging the shadow, right? Like the shadow being a key player and not only um, finding a way of being that feels authentic and feels like all the things we want it to be, but in being able to manifest, which I really fuck with because I'm like a shadow work girly. Like I just... <laughs> I love it. I think it's one of the biggest gifts that we have in this human experience personally. But I think what you just explained perfectly ties into that. It perfectly demonstrates how when we reject and repress something, it shows up mm -hmm. anyway. <laughs> you know, like it shows up in a dysfunctional aspect of ourselves in another place, you know? So for us to repress the part of us that physically can feel satiated by, by the sensation of something, right. In a way that is pleasurable and enjoyable, right. For us to repress that part of our nature, to demonize it, to reject it, that that is manifesting in this other tendency that we're having. That's actually causing a lot of harm. Right. And, oh. and like our society is a collective, whereas if perhaps, you know, we did some of this work of being like, why do we feel the need to demonize this? Like, why do we feel shame? Why do we feel guilt? Why is this something that feels like some dirty little secret when it's literally human nature? You know, <laughs> like when it's literally a natural expression of our, of our human bodies to want yeah. to feel a sensation that feels good duh right <laughs> like why is that something that feels so shameful and how could that look for me to remove shame from that how could it look for me to accept that into the folds to release some of this rejection which is really resistance of it right in a way that feels like it's authentic feels like it's safe but also honors this part of myself yeah, 100%. I think it's honestly some of the most important work that we can do is like, and there is so much shadow inherently attached to pleasure in the body. Like you, uh, I mean, we can see it in very obvious examples, like, you know, the 
Christian church, like no hate. Um, cause I love Jesus, but like, you can see it a lot in the Christian church. That's <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> the best combination of words. <laughs> no hate, because I love Jesus. <laughs> I do. I swear. No, I really do. God, I'm sorry. That was that really that really was a thank you for the joy that that just gave me. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, like Jesus, like is a cool a guy, just to make that Jesus clear, is a cool guy. yeah, He's really great. cool guy. But like, it's like you really do see it in a lot of these. Uh, I want to say, kind of like institutions. I dare say, part- patriarchal ones, um, where there has been just a lot of shame and demonizing of the physical body, but particularly of pleasure. Like you even see this in, um, you know, like desire is the root of all suffering type of narrative, or. Um, we need to like surpass the body's lusty, um, you know, impulses or whatever that means. And it's not to say that we completely allow like, it's not to say we go like full Dorian Gray or anything and just completely surrender to extreme hedonism. Like that's not the point. But what is the point is that our bodies are just as important as these mental faculties. And when they're like, and these kind of etheric, higher thinking, quote unquote, um types of energies and when they're in balance that's actually when we can bring incredible manifestations into the world and like not to take this down a whole conspiracy theory route but i will for about 30 seconds and (laughs) what i think is that one of the reasons why institutions have demonized a lot of the body and it has been excluded from even like education um in like the school systems at least in the states the education around like pleasure and sex ed is just absolutely horrendous um and then you see this in a lot of large institutions like churches i think that the reason why that has probably happened and the demonization of pleasure in the body has been a thing is because there is a lot of power in it and if we combine these higher ways of thinking and like this very spiritual etheric surpassing attachment to the 3d with the vehicle of our bodies um really amazing things can happen we even see this as uh you know the easiest expression of this is just the fact that we can literally create life um so imagine what else we could create if we thought about that in a spiritual way so that's the end of my little (laughs) not conspiracy theory but like can't help but notice you know no that's so real it's so real and I think that there's a way that we can objectively observe what's going on right and 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 it doesn't even have to be like a judgment of anything as much as like we can just honestly like we can see it we can name it what it is right we can just observe it and I think that that gives us a lot of power that gives us a lot of information to work with right and I think what's so interesting and I'm so happy our conversation has brought us here I did an energy forecast for this month and the card of the month was the devil card and what Mm -hmm. I talked about was literally this and this is and what it channeled through was that the where the devil archetype in tarot um gets tripped up is when it's the body without the spirit that Mm -hmm. is where the problem is right? It's when it's like hedonism and when it's impulse and human nature without any spirit, without any soul. That is the only problem with all of that, because where that leaves you is in scarcity, 
controlled by fear and by impulses that are literally like in vain they're without any without any meaning without any intention without any like soul heart like led guidance right Mm -hmm. um that's where things get a little twisted and you and you end up feeling really trapped right like on the card the art the artwork is the artwork is literally two humans like with chains right (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that's where suffering happens. That's where pain and like the, the, you know, hell on earth kind of experience is, is when it's, when it's only that human nature void of any spirit. Right. And, ah. I, and what I hear you saying so beautifully is that the point is being able to integrate the human experience, the human body, the human nature with our spiritual awareness with our soul essence with our intuition it's the combination of those two in a little formula that is what creates magic and it's how we tap into our ability to be really like extraordinary creators of our life where we start to be the ones that are generating literal miracles you know and yeah. but like in order for us to get to that place where we can manifest things very quickly and very powerfully we have to we have to come back into our, the relationship with the physical manifestation of ourselves you know 100. we have to learn how to integrate and and basically to me that also feels like kind of going on the story of like what role does my human body and my human nature play and me incarnating on this earth in the first place. Like you kind of have to have that journey. Like you kind of have to come to your own conclusions about the role that that plays in there. Um, if you really want to mm. be able to master your own human experience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I think that, um, Ooh, that was like a, that was a good one. That's like a lot to like kind of sit in. I just think that the human body, it's almost like an antenna is the best way that I can like think of the image that's coming to mind. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like a little antenna channel where we like take the cosmic energy from the ether and then we channel it through our bodies and, and out into be able to create it. But you have to have both. Like you said, there has to be that polarity. I even love that you mentioned specifically the devil card because, um, if you look at the devil, like actually the imagery that we've associated with Satan, um, it's literally almost every single old religion has fertility gods that look exactly like the devil. Um, all they are, oh. man, um, the like the the horned god in Celtic mythology, like all like the actual image of the devil is a male fertility god that is basically just like a horny very physical like dude <laughs> um and it was like like that literal image was just taken and implanted over with religion to like mean something that was very evil and not a good thing and um what those gods stood for was basically just like balance um fertility bringing things to life like channeling through the body shamelessly and inspiring that in other people like they played a very important role in like the old religions um and now it's just like literally the exact same image as something that's like really a very scary image for most people to look at you know Mm -hmm. um but it's really true you 100% have to have that both of those kind of I guess polarities of energies of one that's like the spirit and one that is the body and through channeling that like yeah I love that you said miracles because it is true like you can really make miracles and again even just thinking about how we can create life like 
that's a that's crazy like that's that's like a miracle it, it <laughs> blows my mind like if we actually think about the fact like if we actually think about that it's 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 a little overwhelming to think about you know yeah like and, <laughs> and even as you're talking to I'm just like all of these other connections are coming to mind like what you described is also the energy behind the number six which is also mm-hmm. like associate that like that's what the tarot card um comes down to and you know like religion would say like a six 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 number is like an evil number which is not how like when I see six now like I don't even think about it like that because I've learned the energy of like the numerology and in fact that that number almost has like a like a Libra vibe it's like a very pleasant like beautiful harmonious loving balance like it's actually a very beautiful number you know and the other thing is that the color red is often associated and red is our lowest chakra it's our root chakra so that's like our closest frequency to the energy of the earth it's where we embody where we feel safe where we like literally plug in to earth energy so that is also the point in our energetic field where we bring things down all the way into the material right? So like all of these things are like, they're all, uh, they're all in the same neighborhood. Like they're all, they're all the same energy, you know? Totally. No, I know. Like literally this, I feel like when I started like really thinking about this, actually the thing that, um, really kind of jump-started my journey of like, just getting like really mental about it of being like, Oh my God, like the imagery of Satan and pan and like the chakras and money and like <laughs> my body, like it was like a whole thing. You're like, like that meme of-, of the girl that has like the scowl with all the equations in front of her face. Like literally but, yeah. or like Charlie day in the mail room where he's yes. like connecting all the like letters. <laughs> that was like literally me about this topic about like pleasure, sexuality, money, sensuality, um, like feminine energy the pursuit of knowledge like institutions like all of this really connected down um to this but what inspired it in me a lot was a book it was actually a fiction book called jitterbug perfume by tom robbins and it's this like fiction book but it's written from one of the main characters is pan um for anybody who feels drawn to this topic who's listening kind of like a random association but you should go read this book it's all about like the balance of masculine and feminine and like um it almost like eternal life and stability and pan and like his demonization over time it's it it was really beautiful but um there is so much here and also uh, going back to the root chakra um that's all about money too which is another thing that is so uh one of the most taboo things yeah yeah humanized like taboo all of the stories that we read when we were little were like the evil rich queen versus the poor virtuous little poor cinderella girl you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah lived at the edge of the wood and was starving you know? <laughs> like, we really, like we really there's been so much programming around like these base body material um root yes. chakra type of energies yeah that has just been super demonized which is funny because um that's so important to live on this earth to be able yeah. to um feel pleasure be in the body connect with the earth and make money <laughs> like yeah. we need to do all of those things to survive <laughs> yeah and i think too that like even as i'm thinking about it and again not to like get too conspiracy theory about it but just to like see it, say it for what it is i feel like it's it's important to acknowledge that if we really truly understood the role that the like human body the material part of ourselves needed and if we really could master that 
we would kind of master that full cycle and be able to impact a lot of change, like a lot of change into, yes, into the collective, right? Which can be a scary thing. That can be really scary to people that maybe don't want change for, you know, certain things and feel really comfortable with the status quo. So all of that to say, just to like bring it back into like our ability to manifest, like if one, you really want to change the world for the better, right? Like if you want to see more world peace, you want to see more ethical types of economy and interaction and relationship, right? Like if you really want to impact that level of, um, that level of transformation collectively, as well as you really want to manifest for your own life, ease and safety and prosperity and the ability to feel joy and to feel happy and to feel satisfied in your life, you really got to master the energy of these lower chakras, which is the second to last chakra, sacral chakra, which is sacral, which is sexual energy, as well as pleasure and creativity and emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And our root chakra, which is our safety. It's our ability to belong, right? Mm-hmm. And bo- and money, like you said, so beautifully where a lot of money is tied to, right? Like these, there's a reason why these sit together. And there's a reason why these are our bottom chakras. And they're so, so important to incorporate and to learn to understand, because that's a big thing, a big breakthrough that we had working together is that there's nothing wrong with us. We're not missing anything, but sometimes we just have to learn something that we were never taught before. And I feel like learning mm-hmm. about this kind of um, approach to connecting back in with our body through pleasure is one of those things that I was so grateful to learn about the role that it plays in creating the life that I want. And even how deeply it is connected to something like bringing in money and stability and and abundance into my life in general. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, I really think that a lot of manifestation rhetoric and uh, what people understand about manifestation is largely in those upper chakras, if if we want to talk about it, like through that lens, but it's really kind of in this headspace of like, connecting with like, the highest frequency, like there's even, you know, like we're using words like that in the manifestation space, where it's like, get on your highest frequency or your highest timeline. Um, like envisioning the reality that you want like it's really kind of this it's like a heady practice yes very um, third eye crown like, chakra kind of focus 100 percent. yeah it's like really like visual bait visualizing based like calling out your list vibration all of this very etheric like spiritual like very kind of high spirituality stuff but within that there's this whole piece that's just largely overlooked that is so um important and effective or calling things in. And I and I think that a lot of people really struggle calling in those manifestations because they're not only only focusing up in that kind of upper chakra um, area, but also just because a lot of us, yeah, a lot of us don't feel safe in the body. Like a lot of us don't really know what that feels like. Um, again, like we're a lot of our day-to-day is spent in that kind of upper level, even thinking about how much information we're getting off of phones. Like it's really kind of easy to be in the headspace a lot versus being in the physical body. Mm-hmm. And when we take the time to ground, learn how to feel the feelings, feel sensation instead of intellectualizing it, um, like appreciate the small things, get present in the in the actual body – yeah that's just that's where the that's where the juice is like you need both in order to bring that through so I think if anybody who's listening has really been struggling with like 
you know, I'm writing the list and I'm doing the thing and I'm visualizing and I just, I don't know what's going on and I am not getting results. A lot of it is like, okay, well, when was the last time you dropped into your body and like felt like the sensation, not the story of I want money or I want this specific person, like felt the sensation of what's here and allowed it to be. And then maybe notice what did feel good when it was feeling good and, and growing that. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I second that I third that like like everything that you just said and I think that's why um there's a lot of of what I hope is I know I see it in my little corner of the internet but I hope collectively there's a shift towards more somatic types of healing right um and learning to create safety in the body and that and I think one part of that and I preach about this all the time is nervous system regulation, understanding how the nervous system works and creating safety, but also like, let yourself learn like a process of how to take that information that you find in your body and move through it. Like, that's also not something Mm -hmm. that's like a default, you know, like sometimes it takes learning. How do I process this sensation? I'm, I'm uncovering an emotion a memory is coming up because our memories are really stored in our body, right? Like our subconscious stuff is like, we find it all in our body, you know, like, how do I move through all that kind of stuff? Let yourself learn, let yourself get support to figure out how to do that. Get a couple iterations in with, with some help so that you have those tools. Because once you do that, like you have the keys to the kingdom, you know, and the way that I've always felt it too, is that when we get an inspiration, it's up in our crown chakra, we see it, it comes down into our third eye, right? We start to speak it and claim it as a part of our own story and our in our throat, we start to connect with how we can receive it and how it's connected to other people in our, in our heart. We bring it down to it. Wait, I can do this right in my power. Like I can enact this, right. Comes down into our pleasure and creativity. Okay. How do I bring this into the world? And then all the way in and through our root chakra, which is like our material world, like literally bringing it into material, offering it to other people, like bringing things all the way down. If we want to like talk about that chakra, like that is how we manifest things into life. That's how we fully integrate ideas. That's how we fully integrate inspiration. Right. And that really is the manifestation process is us learning how to pull like, you know, something from the realm of possibility from imagination all the way through into our physical 3d world. Right. And so I think that that's, it's just so beautiful to hear you talk about how um, something as simple and as enjoyable as a pleasure practice can really teach us how to come into these lower chakras and bring things all the way through that part of the cycle. So as we finish up our conversation, I would love for you to maybe give a couple pointers of what that could look like for people um, to incorporate a pleasure practice or any other you know, sort of final thoughts about um, the role that a pleasure practice can play in their life. Oh my gosh, yes. So pleasure practices can be super simple all the way to like super complicated. So basically just choose your fighter, like pick your tier. (laughs) Um, If you're not sure where to, if you're not sure where to start, start with like three mindful moments a day of getting into your body. This could look like if you if you already exercise at the gym or something, like when you're exercising at the gym, instead of popping your headphones in and just kind of zoning out when you're in going through the motions, really tune into how your body's feeling and like feel each step you're taking on the treadmill or like feel your, your breathing when you're running or whatever that might be. Um, so that could be something like that. This could be really tuning in when you're washing your hands or taking a shower or something that might feel pleasurable, like 
putting on clothes when they come out of the dryer. Um, you're just taking an extra second of awareness. Like literally this is all it takes to enjoy it more. Instead of just being like, okay, let me throw it on. Let me go fast. Let me just get through it and onto the next thing. Just slowing down and breathing into what feels good. You could do that. You could also go, you know, as far as like really having a, st a structured pleasure practice, which is what I do. And this is what I recommend my clients do is like take 10 to 15 minutes a day or a couple times a week to like turn on music, close your eyes and like really see how your body wants to move and see how you want to be touched. Like if you maybe see if you want to stroke your own face and like find places on your body that feel good. And once you find a good spot, just stay there. And there's often this tendency for us in a pleasure practice, this is really important, um, that we feel like we have to perform. Like um, say, especially because there's a lot of baggage associated with the word pleasure, um, where it's like, oh, well, if I'm feeling pleasurable, I should look a certain way. Usually this is like, I should look attractive or I should look good when I feel pleasurable. Like I'm in some Nair commercial or something, you know, <laughs> or like, um, <laughs> and like, and like really what a lot of pleasure practices looks like is you find like a nice spot on your ear and you're just like touching it over and over again. Like it really looks like kind of weird. Um, so just allowing yourself to sit with what feels good instead of what you think should feel good or what you think should look like it feels good. Mm -hmm. um, and just carving out some time to do that. And and um, it might be weird at first. It might be a little challenging or foreign, but just continually, it's like a moving meditation, continually bringing your attention back to things that feel good in your body mm -hmm. um, and sitting with them is basically the practice. It's pretty self-explanatory. I love it. I will say for me, one of one of my recent moments of this is um, I try to um, go outside and put like my bare feet on the bare earth, right? And just like, I, I'm so blessed to have these like really tall trees that are in like my backyard and my neighbor's backyard. So I can like stand there and like look up at the trees and the clouds and like just have this whole moment, right? And I, um, we get wind and we get like a breeze and where I'm at. And it, I, just sat and I was like, oh, this breeze feels so good on my skin. Like I, like the sensation of like something you can't even see, you know, like hitting my skin and it's a little bit cooler than the temperature of my body, but it still feels really nice. And I can hear like the rustling of the leaves and the wind, which I think is just such a beautiful sound, you know? And like, I feel safe and like, I feel happy. And like, this feels so nice. I'm so lucky to even have a moment that I can take to do this, right? Like, like making that feel as good as possible, really with just letting myself notice every little part of the moment and appreciate it you know? Um, yeah. so it can be something as simple as that. And I'll just share too, in case this, this resonates for people, my intention behind incorporating moments of intentional and mindful pleasure throughout my day is because I want to feel more enjoyment in my life, right? Like I want a life that feels enjoyable. I want a life that's full of things that delight me that I think are beautiful that I think are incredible. And I want to feel that I don't want that just to be like a mental appreciation of like, Oh, objectively. No, I want to feel in my body. That is beautiful. You know, like mm -hmm. that is wonderful. Like that is enjoyable. That is how I want to feel in my life. And it's like a little workout, you know, like I'm working out my own body, my own nervous system, 
to be totally. able to experience more and more in that. That is my intention for that. I think we all deserve lives that feel pleasurable and enjoyable and blissful. And doing a pleasure practice, as we've talked about in this episode, has so many benefits. Not only is it teaching you and creating those moments within your day to show you how much access you have to pleasure and enjoyment, but it's also helping you come back into your body helping you connect into those lower chakras and ground, helping you manifest the external circumstances that match your feeling of satisfaction and pleasure, right? Like there's so many different elements of this that are happening when you're doing something as simple as committing time to helping yourself feel pleasure and enjoyment because you deserve to feel that like truly and deeply. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. (laughs) Okay, well, as excited as I am that we had this conversation, it's bittersweet because we're wrapping up this episode. I feel like we'll definitely have to have you back on to talk about all of these other things. And and honestly, again, I just have to pull it back around that it makes total sense that our earth sign queen is showing us how to become more embodied, right? That our earth sign girly, our double Virgo Taurus queen is showing us how to bring it into our embodied material experience, which is what the earth element represents in astrology and just esoterically and all that kind of stuff. So just living right up, living right up to it. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah, this is like my favorite, you know, it's my favorite type of work. During the break, we just talked about how ecstatic I was about perfume that I got. Like I just, I love the physical body. I love the senses. It's the Taurus in me. It's the it's the way to do it. And it's such an important part and overlooked part in manifestation. But it's been such an honor coming on, Brie. I've loved every second of it. I would love to come back on. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited to see how everybody in the audience implements this type of practice and see what manifestations might come forth from it. 100%. What I, where I'd like to leave off is you telling everybody how to be connected with you, maybe things that you're offering right now, because yes, please follow Jackie, send us DMs, you know, wherever you want to send them about what resonated for you, what you're enjoying about it, because we really love to stay connected. So tell us how the listeners can get connected with you. Oh my gosh, totally. Um, so my, the best place to reach out to me is on Instagram or TikTok. My handle is hood.winkler. Um, you can also go to my website, hoodwinkler.com, and there is plenty of info on there. Currently, what I'm offering, what am I offering? In March, I have Manifestation 101 that's going to run again, which is wonderful. This is really going to teach you a six-step, very simple process to manifesting anything. Um, you get to go through this container with a bunch of other students for three months. So that's what that looks like. I also have a love workshop that's coming up, um, I think in April, but that's coming up soon. And then I also have my money workshop that's coming up in another three months. So we got lots of stuff. You can always stay updated on my website. I always have free manifestation webinars. So you can just go to my website, click on Manifestation 101 and get waitlisted for that. And you will get updates about when I have free trainings as well. So that's the best way. I love it. And I really highly recommend giving her a follow because your content about like breaking it down into bite-sized pieces about things that you can do and where you're getting tripped up. I just think it's so practical. Of course, again, talking like our (laughs) earth sign hearts, just love, you know, very practical, very tactical while also being like a very embodied 
um, version of our spiritual inclinations of our, of our intuitive guidance. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so again, thank you so much for coming on this episode <laughs> and, um, I hope that everybody has a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks for joining us to have some breakthroughs today on pleasure and grounding and manifesting, and I'll see you guys all next week. Thank you for listening to this episode and for tuning in to Breakthroughs with Brie. Please share your favorite episodes with your friends and loved ones, and please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it, as it helps me continue to create these episodes to help support your breakthroughs. I would love to stay connected with you, so please follow me on social media at Healing with Brie. Please check out my website at healingwithbrie.net which will always have the most up-to-date information about the services that I'm currently offering. And please consider using the link in the show descriptions to subscribe to my email list. So you can be the first to hear about any offerings and get all of the free resources that I offer, as well as get my weekly channeled messages. My deepest love and gratitude to you. And I can't wait to have more breakthroughs with you next week.